Bavakama, Per Gimel, Mishnah Test 3.9. The topic of this Mishnah is the Shoratam and how it pays. And we know there's basically two dinam that apply. First is that it's Chatzinezek, half of the restitution is made by the owner of the Tam. And second of all, that it's Megufo, that the total payment uh, that the Mazik has to pay is limited to the value of the animal that caused this, this Karen damage. And that being the case... Uh, at most, he would just have to hand over or liquidate his animal to make the payment. Now, there are really two parts to this Mishnah. Um, the first part I, I'm going to just learn with you. It stands alone. It's a separate, has its own Gemara on it separately. And it basically just builds on those ideas. It says a basic din, which is, Shor Shava Mana Shor Shava Masayim. In the specific case, a unique case, where you have two gore, two two cows, one is... Cow A, one is cow B, belong to person A and person B. So if the goring cow, that of the mazik, is worth 100, mana means actually like 100 zuz, that's the amount of currency, and it gores the ox of a Mr. B, which is worth, the cow is worth 200 zuz. 200 here is actually a number, not a currency, but 200 zuz. So then... If you discount the value of the carcass of animal B, just as if it's nothing, it's worthless, you know, it fell off the cliff into oblivion. So then, the din will be that Mr. B, who's owed Chatzinezek, he had a shore worth 200, now it's worth zero. So he's lost 200, that's his Hezek. Chatzinezek, half of the damage is half of 200, is 100. And very conveniently, cow A uh, that belonged to Mr. A, is worth 100. So then Mr. B just takes Mr. A's cow, but now cow A belongs to Mr. B. Now, this Mishnah suggests, and it means this, that Mr. B simply actually takes the cow itself. He has rights to claim the cow, as opposed to how, how I've explained it up to now, which is that Mr. A could pay cash if he wants to, um, of 100 zuz, or he could liquidate his cow or give the cow whatever he wants to do. Our Mishnah here is going like the Sheet of Rabbi Akiva, which is called, like in the Talmudic jargon, Yuchlat Hashor. The ox at the goring becomes the property of uh, the Nizak, the victim. And if it wouldn't be an exactly perfect case where the value of the goring Tam is exactly half the value of the Hezek, the damage incurred by the Nizak, so then um, they would become essentially partners in. Um, the the seized cow. But the point is, Mr. B now gets ownership and control. He might just have like a minor partner, Mr. A, uh, which he'd have to, you know, make whole if Mr. B sells the cow or something. Okay, so that's what this mission is saying. There's another shita, Rabbi Yishmol shita, which ho- he holds not yuchlat hashor, the cow becomes the absolute property of the nizak, the victim, but rather yusham hashor, the value of the cow that did the hezek, meaning the mazik's cow, should be appraised. And uh, we know the upper limit, the limit of liability of Mr. A is the total value of the cow. So in other words, according to Rabbi Yishmael, there's no seizing or ownership that transfers automatically from Mr. A to Mr. B. It's just that there's a, a limit of liability, which is the total value of Mr. A's, the mazik's cow. Now, the halacha is going to go like Rabbi Akiva, but we can put the issue of halacha aside for now. Uh, we will re- revisit this topic and more details about um, the machlokas there between Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Shmuel and how it works in terms of the joint ownership or simply the economic liability as it passes on. Uh, according to Rabbi Shmuel, um, back 
in Mishnah Perikdalad Mishalaf, so a couple of Mishnahs from now. So let's explore more over there. And uh, that allows us for now to put that aside and go on to the second topic in our Mishnah. Is going to discuss effectively the source of these two dinim. The source of the din that it's Chatzinezek and the source of the din that it's Megufo, uh, that it's limited liability to the value of the Mazik's cow. Now, you won't really see that in the words, okay? I think the way to learn this Mishnah, for my purposes, is let's um, first learn the Pasuk, and then we'll learn how two to nine Rebbe Meir and Rebbe Yehuda, who argue in our Mishnah, learn that Pasuk with their drushes, um, and then we'll essentially learn the Mishnah outside, if you will, based on the Pasuk in Shemos, and then afterwards we can just sort of look at the words of the Mishnah and see afterwards how what I said is what the Mishnah essentially means, Okay. Otherwise, it's not going to be clear. So, therefore, let's start with the Pasuk. The Pasuk is in Shemos, Parshat Mishpatim. It's Perik Chaf Aleph, chapter 21, verse 35, Lamed Hey. And it says, V'chi yigof shor ish eshore'ehu. Should it be that a, a man's ox should shove, and yigof can mean shove, or gore, or kick, anything. Okay? Injure. But let's say he just shoves uh, Mr. B's cow, the mace, and Mr. B's cow dies. Umachru es hashorachai. So then, they sell the living ox, Mr. A's ox, the chatsu es kaspo, they divide the proceeds of that sale um, equally, the es mace yechatsun, and they also divide, uh, the mace mean the carcass, they also divide. That's what the Pasuk says. Now, in that Pasuk, Chazal see these two dinam, the din of Chatzinezek and the din of Magufo. Now, how do they see that? So, the way they see it is that for starters, the, Mish- the Pasuk could have said something very simple. It could have said in very simple language, if a tom causes damage, so then the owner of the tom, the mazik, is liable to pay half those damages. Simple as that. Why does it get this weird case about selling, you have to sell the damaging cow, you have to sell the carcass and divide the money. Why does it go with that whole rigmarole? Why is that Why is that doing that? Okay? Now, first of all, let me just speak out that the, the numbers work out just fine, if you read the Pasuk on face value, and they do work out just fine, provided that, and this is really essential, they only work out fine if the value of the two cows, both the Mazik's cow A and the Nizik's cow B, start out being worth the same amount. That's essential. Again, it doesn't have to be cows. The truth is, the 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 word shore means like a like a uh, an ox, like a or a bull. Cows like a female bovid, and it could be again that it could be a, a horse attacking a a sheep or something. It doesn't make a difference. But the point is, I'll just say call them cows for now. As long as uh, the mazik's animal and the Izik's animal are both worth the same, everything's going to work out okay. And let's just run through the numbers one time so you see how that works out. So let's just here's our case. Our case is, for example. Um, animal A and B are both worth 200, okay? Animal A attacks animal B, and now animal B is dead and headed to the glue factory, um, or to the dogs, or to the whatever, at leather tannery, and um, the the carcass is worth 50. So that means that on Mr. B's balance sheet, he had an asset worth 200, his living cow B. Now his cow is dead and headed, you know, to be made meat or leather or whatever, glue out of, and it's worth 50. So his loss is 200 minus 50. His hezek, his damage he incurred is 100 
200 to minus 50 equals 150. So that's his loss. That's the Nezek. So now how much did Mr. A have to pay him? He should have to pay him half of 150, Chatzin Nezek, which would be 75. Simple. How's it going to work out over here in our mission with running the numbers? So we're saying like this, look. After the, the injury has occurred, so Mr. A on his balance sheet has a 200 Zuz bull. And Mr. B has on his balance sheet a 50 Zuz carcass. Now if they sell the 200 Zuz bull, so they'll get a 200 Zuz, and if half of that goes to Mr. B, so then Mr. B gets 100, and Mr. A keeps 100. But the point is Mr. A transferred to Mr. B 100. He was only supposed to get 75, right? But when Mr. B sells his carcass, which is worth 50, and they split that, so that means half of the 50, meaning 25, that Mr. B receives, will transfer back to A. It's like a rebate. So he got 100 from Mr. A. He returns 25. He's net with 75, more in terms of, like, that was transferred from A to B, net. And that was the 75, which is the chatinezek. That's the half of the damage of the total 150 that was incurred in loss by Mr. B. So the numbers work out fine, but they will only work out fine if the starting place is that both cows uh, were worth the same. If they weren't worth the same, then everything will not work out well at all. And that being the case, you have to scratch your head and wonder why the Pusik chose this peculiar case, the unique case of them being worth the same, when in real life, obviously, the Mazak and Nizik's animals who said they're worth the same. Okay. So, based on that, we have essentially two parts of the Pusik. The first part of the Pusik says that we're liquidating this first animal, right? We're taking the first animal A and we're selling it. And then we're dividing the money. So there Chazal see that the, that the Pusik went out of his way to choose this weird case and then forcing you to sell the animal to teach you the din of Megufo, that we're the recourse we have to funds from... Mr. B has from Mr. A, is from the liquidation of the animal itself, from selling it. And although our Pusik says they split the money, um, it, it doesn't have to be a split 50-50. If, if um, like in the previous case of the Mishnah, if the value was 100, and Mr., if the value of the living cow was 100, and the Nezek, the loss, was 200, then the entire value of the cow would go from A to B. Okay, now how do you, how do you know that? How do you know Tzachatzi Nezek? Um, maybe it should really be some kind of weird kanas where just half the value of the living animal transfers to the victim, the nizik, whether that's to his benefit or to his detriment. So the answer is that um, Reb Meir learns that this this second part of the Pasuk, which says, Vagam es ha-mesia they also divide, the, they split the dead, literally. So he understands this is this is not to be understood, says Reb Meir, uh, having anything to do what, whatsoever with a carcass. It's not referring to that. It's saying like that the loss that was suffered by Mr. B in his animal getting injured or dying, like so that they divide, like they chotzim esamisa, they split the loss of the death, meaning chatzinezik. He, the nizik, absorbs half the loss, and the mazik pays half the loss. In other words, the second part of the pasuk vagamas amesi achatzun, according to Rabbi Meir, has nothing to do with carcasses whatsoever. It's telling you the basic din of chatzinezik that they split the loss. Okay, so that means the first part of the Pasuk Korn Mayor tells you it's Magufo, because we're getting the money to pay from the sale of the animal. And the second part tells you you don't just arbitrarily give half of whatever you get from, from the animal that you sell, but rather it's it's a, exactly a Chatzinezek, but it might be limited. It's capped, Magufo. All you can do is force, Mr. A can be forced to sell his cow to get all the money that the cow's worth and then give that to Mr. B, but not more than that. Okay, so those are the 
the base of those two things. Now, really, Rabbi Huda agrees with those two things in principle. Notice he agrees that the first part of the Pasik is telling us the din of Magufa, that's why you're selling the cow. And he agrees the second part of the Pasik, which is Vagamas Mesiachatun, is telling us the din of Chatzinezik, that's has limited. But he understands, according to Rabbi Huda, the second part of the Pasik is specifically talking about where you have a, a, a carcass to sell and split. And the word vegam tips you off to that because vegam is extra to tell you there's a separate calculation, which is that we have to take into consideration the value of the carcass. Now, obviously, that doesn't mean what I just... To figure out what the damage, the loss is, how what's the calculation for what's the nezik that the nezik absorbs, he suffered. You take the value of his asset before. It was worth 200. Animal B was worth 200 before the goring. And now it's a carcass worth 50. So you see his nezik is simply... You know, 200 minus 50 is 150. So, of course, you need to know the value of the carcass. The question is, really, um, that's not so relevant necessarily unless we raise the question, well, what happens if uh, by the time they get to Din Torah, the value of the carcass has appreciated? It's gone up. In other words, at the time that Mr. A's cow gored Mr. B's cow, it was a $150 loss, $150 Zuz loss. But what happens if, by the time they get to Bezin, there's this like you know big demand for leather, and all of a sudden, well, the carcass, which was worth 50 is now worth uh, 60 Okay? So now it's appreciated. It's now worth 60 So the extra 10 I'll call it, from 50 to 60 does that just all belong to the Nizak? Because the Nizak says, listen, this is my carcass. I get to keep it, um, which is Reb Mir's position. Uh, or does do they get do they split the loss? In other words, the bottom line is Mr. A essentially would say to Mr. B, listen, your actual loss now that we're in the in the courtroom is not two hundred minus fifty, meaning one hundred fifty. It's actually two hundred minus sixty, which is one hundred and forty. You've actually lost less. Therefore, I should give you just seventy, not seventy-five. Okay, and that's Rebuhuda's position. Rebuhuda's position is that the second part of the pasuk is indeed talking about the value and consideration of what the carcass is worth, and if it happens to go up after the 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 fight that animals had, but prior to the court ruling on it, the court will rule on the if there is an increase in value of the carcass to split that with the mazik as well, which is why the pasuk says vegam also esa meisiachatzun. We have to worry about the carcass itself. Rabbi Meir doesn't agree to that. He just says the whole second part of the pasuk is simply for the drasha of chatzinezik, um, and therefore he says I don't care about what happens to the value of the carcass, it just automatically goes to Nizik at all times, okay? Rabbi Yehuda would agree that if the value of the carcass goes down, not up, after the incident, so then that's all absorbed by the Nizik, because it's the Nizik's responsibility to pick up the pieces, he belongs to the carcass, the carcass belongs to him, and he can do what he wants with it, he should act promptly, and if it depreciates, that's the Nizik's fault. Um, but if it appreciates, he's saying it's the benefit of the Mazik, so the Mazik is getting kind of the upper end of the the longer end of the stick, so to speak, according to Rabbi Yehuda. The halacha is like Rabbi Yehuda, okay, which means everyone agrees that there's a chatzinezik and magufo, but also, if there was an increase in the value of the carcass, shevach hanavela, an appreciation of the value after the incident, so that also is split uh, between the mazik and the nizik, all the way up to the point where the mazik actually has to pay nothing. In other words, if hypothetically the carcass went from 50 all the way back up to 200, the mazik will say, listen, yes, my cow did gore your cow, but the bottom line is you sold the carcass for 200, so I actually called you no loss whatsoever, so have a nice day, and he pays nothing. If it would go past 200 hypothetically, then we're not saying that the mazik would actually get money. 
like reimbursed him. That's ridiculous, of course. But at least all the way up to you know him not having to pay anything that is the din, like Rabbi Yehuda. Okay, so that's that's the discussion of the Mishnah in a nutshell. Now the words of the Mishnah are not quite like, like that. The words of the Mishnah read as follows: Shor shava masayim, shor shava masayim. Hypothetically, you have a situation which cow A gores cow B, and they start out being worth the same, two hundred each. And let's just say that the carcass is worth nothing, because we don't care what the value of the carcass is. Rabbi Meir says, It was this case, the case where the two um, animals before the incident uh, were worth equal amounts. That's what the, the Pasuk was talking about, and only there where it says, That's when you um, sell the, the living cow, the mazik's cow, and split the money. Because it works out, the math works out just fine. But if it wouldn't be that they were worth the same, then the math wouldn't work out just fine. But uh, we learned, like I told you before, from the from the second part of the pasuk that it's chatzinazik specifically, so it only works out. And the second part of the pasuk teaches you that. And it says Reb Meir, therefore, the second part of the pasuk just has nothing to do with carcasses per se at all. It has to do with splitting the lost tichu chatzinazik. Amalur Rabbi Yehuda v'chein halacha. Rabbi Yehuda says, okay, yes, you're right. I I agree with you that in terms of the Psak Din, the answer is, indeed, you split the money, and you pay Chatzin Ezek, Megufo. But, Yeah, the first part of the Pasuk, you've explained what it means, you're selling the living cow, splitting the money, that's Megufo, and it's going to be Chatzin Ezek, fine. But, you, The Pasuk talks about splitting a corpse, a carcass. And you haven't addressed that, as far as you're concerned, it doesn't matter what the carcass is worth. Rabbi says it does make a difference, because remember, like I told you, he says if there be appreciation of the value of the carcass, so then they would also split that. So what's the case, says Rabbi Yehuda, of the Pasuk, which is the simple case of the Pasuk? It's where, there are two cows worth equal amounts, A and B. One is worth 200, and one is worth 200. After the attack that A made on B, so now B animal is dead, but the carcass, yafa chamishim zuz, it's still worth 50. Shezeh notel chatzia chai, vezeh notel chatzia meis. So Mr. A, the mazik, will get half the value of the living cow, because if they're worth the same, it works out, like I told you, and half the value of the dead cow, the carcass. Vezeh notel chatzia chai, vechatzia meis. And similarly, the other person, the nizik, let's say, gets um, half the value of the living and the dead cow, and it works out, the numbers work out great, because the cow started out being worth the same. That only works out in that case. But the point is, according to Buddha, if conveniently the carcass would be worth more to appreciate, so then they would split that as well, and that would be to the benefit of the mazik. And like I said, the halacha is like Rabbi Yehuda.